The following fanfiction was published on June 4th, 2011, significantly after the end of Stargate SG-1. It potentially contains spoilers, so if you are watching along with the podcast, we recommend you skip this one and join us when we get back to the main show. Chapter 4 The road between the Apple Farm and Ponyville was much shorter than Jack had feared, and the team stood atop the last hill, looking down into the small town. O'Neill glanced over at Jackson. What was that you were saying about fairy tales back at the castle? Jackson shook his head. Looks like Hans Christian Anderson on a sugar high. Seems peaceful, though. I really don't think any Gaul would allow their subjects to live like this. As they surveyed the village, they could see movement through the streets. Ponies of all colors walked on the roads, talking, laughing, and shopping. It reminded O'Neill of some movie depictions of old west towns. There wasn't a car in sight, and the roads certainly weren't paved. One pony in particular stopped in its tracks, a little figure trailing along behind. So closely that it bumped into the pony's flank, the pony ignored it and began galloping towards the group, shouting something that he could only dimly understand. Twilight! The voices were simultaneous. But they all shouted the same thing as the ponies in SG-1's company ran down the hill to meet the newcomer. They could see now it was another female. Are all of them girls? O'Neill wondered to nobody in particular. With a sharp cropped mane and a purple coat, everyone piled on top of each other for a big group hug. The chatter litter, but white noise to O'Neill's ears. The little figure had been walking with Twilight caught up, and all the humans stared intently at it. It was an honest-to-goodness dragon! Okay, O'Neill muttered. Now I know I'm dreaming. This can't be reality. Somebody pinch me. He blinked and he held up a finger at Tilk, shooting him a warning look. The Jaffa leaned over, looking back at him quizzically. That's just an expression. The ponies and the dragon talked and hugged for a couple minutes. Then the chatter quickly died off and the ponies all pulled back so Twilight could get a look at the humans. She tilted her head and smiled brightly. Welcome to Ponyville. She thought a moment and added cheerfully, and Equestria, too, I guess. My name's Twilight Sparkle. Thank you for helping us. Jackson spoke up. Not, not a problem at all. We're always glad to help. Though the scientist could be unnerved more easily than his companions, the stammer in his voice still made O'Neill arch an eyebrow at him. Jackson looked back and shrugged helplessly. Twilight paced over to the wounded Jaffa Pegasus, looking him over carefully with a worried frown. This is one of the ponies who stole Apple Bloom, Sweetie Belle, and Scootaloo? Seems like it, O'Neill nodded his head at the Pegasus' flank. That's a Jaffa insignia. He was probably acting under orders from his god. False god, he corrected, glancing at Teal'c. The big man settled his back on his heels, deigning not to answer. The purple pony looked at the insignia, her frown deepening, and prodded it curiously with one hoof. She left out with a shocked gasp and recoiled, looking back at the other ponies. That's not a cutie mark. That's metal embedded in his skin. She sat down heavily on the ground and looked a look of horror creeping over her face. Some pony! She looked away. It wasn't until Applejack and Rarity came up to lean on her sides reassuringly that she was able to continue. Some pony! Scarred him! 
They cut this into him. Little gasps of horror arose from the fillies, and Rarity looked over her shoulder. They gave Twilight a worried look. Let me take these poor dears back home. Those three have had a rough day today. Twilight only nodded. Rarity gave Twilight a reassuring nuzzle before gathering the girls up and shivying them down the lane into town. Despite the gravity of his situation, O'Neill couldn't help but looking at Carter and slightly mouthing, Cutie Mark? She shrugged and gave him a warning glare, and he subsided. Teal knelt by Twilight in the spot Rarity had vacated. I'm afraid so. She looked up at him and touched a gold insignia carved into his own forehead. He is a servant of one named Epona, an evil alien posing as a god, to this equine and his kin. The silver marks him as a lieutenant. Twilight tilted her head, eyes worried but unable to move from Tilk's forehead. You're one of them, she whispered. Was. Tilk's voice cracked like a whip with sudden ferocity causing Twilight to step back a pace. I serve the false gods no longer. He laid his hand on the horse's flank, covering the markings. It is my duty in my life to save as many of my Jaffa brethren as I may, to show them that their gods are pretenders and charlatans. Applejack spoke up quietly, her voice steady. This boy's hurt, Sugarcube. We need to get him to the dock, if he's going to make it at all. Twilight nodded mutely, and then Applejack cocked her head at Rainbow Dash. The Pegasus flooded to the ground and quietly took up a corner of the blanket, and the two began to pull the Jaffa into town. Twilight was silent for a long time, long enough that O'Neill got uncomfortable enough to clear his throat. The sound jilted the pony out of her reverie, and she looked up at all four humans and gave them a sad little smile. I'm terribly sorry. That was a shock. She cleared her own throat, standing up. I'd like to welcome you into Ponyville, but we have some things to talk about first. She smiled apologetically. I'm sorry, but you're all so new. I'd like to know what I'm getting my fellow ponies into before I invite you into town. O'Neill shrugged and moved over to a nearby tree, settling down against it with a sigh. Yeah, I was waiting for this. He gestured Jackson and Carter seating control over the discussion of them before laying his head back against the tree. Carter peered intently at Twilight. Before you invite us in, what sort of authority do you have in Ponyville? The pony shrugged, looking a little embarrassed. The little dragon who had been silent up until now suddenly burst out with, Why, she's only the greatest magician in Equestria. She saves this town from dangers every day, and there's no pony around who can beat her. Spike! Twilight's cheeks flushed brighter purple as she hissed. You're exaggerating, she dragged her hoof through the dirt on the path, looking even more embarrassed. Aw, come on, Twilight, you know it's true. Princess Celestia never would have entrusted you with protecting Ponyville if she hadn't had complete confidence in you. Spike! She bared her teeth at him in a fierce glance, and the little dragon finally relented. She huffed out a breath, deflating, before shooting a pleading look back at the humans. I'm sorry, he gets so excited sometimes. He's still just a baby dragon. Yes, I am Princess Celestia's favorite student, but that doesn't mean I run Ponyville. We do have a mayor. Unfortunately for her, the little dragon wasn't about to be silenced that easily. But the mayor doesn't do anything. Twilight's the only one who gets every pony organized. She's the one who knows everything there is to know about everything, and every pony trusts her. He pointed a finger to, at the humans, and his chest puffed out proudly. And if she didn't want you in Ponyville, no pony would ever talk to you. Twilight opened her mouth and then sighed, rolling her eyes. I guess that's true. Well, some of it anyway. She blinked once and looked up at Jet. Ja- 
Accent, who had been staring at her with an amused smile throughout the whole exchange. It was her turn to stammer. But I, I, this wasn't supposed to be about me, she stamped her hoof impatiently. Where are you from? Who are you? This particular set of questions required a lot of answering. Eventually, all six were seated in the shade of the tree, and Carter explained about the nature of the Stargate and the role of Stargate Command and the SG-1 plane of the galaxy. Twilight's eyes were wide with wonder, and it took Carter a long time to run through the explanation due to all the questions the little pony asked. She bought into the notion pretty quickly, which was unusual for a newbie, and asked some mighty pertinent questions, some of which O'Neill hadn't thought to ask when he first signed up for the SGC. The discussion eventually handed over to Jackson, who proceeded to explain about the Gawold, their culture, their habit of enslaving planets, their pretensions of godhood, how humans were bred as slaves but won their freedom, and how even now the Tari, humans from Earth, were liberating Jaffa from their masters. Teal helped with some of the details, his normally steady voice, thick with passion and anger as he spoke tersely. With some reluctance, Jackson went on his theory about Epona, and how the equines of Earth must have been transformed into the intelligent ponies of Equestria, how Epona must have made use of the Stargate on this planet, and that finally led to SG-1's presence on Equestria, how they tumbled through the gate on a routine mission, they lacked Earth's address so that they could return home. You see, Twilight, usually we find ourselves in this situation. You've been lost like this before? Jackson grimaced and nodded a few times. Usually we're stranded, we look for repositories of knowledge, all Gawold and Jaffa civilizations leave some trace of itself behind, and we're usually able to find an address that leads us back, if not to Earth, then at least to a world we know. He rolled his hand in her direction, smiling a little. Your friends told us you were the pony to talk to. Twilight blushed and nodded. Wow, this is a lot. I never expected to find life beyond Equestria, let alone so much of it. All that fighting could have been happening here, she gave a little shudder. I wouldn't want your job for anything. She stood up, shaking her mane out, and let out a long breath before smiling around at them. I'd love to help, but this this part of Equestria's history I've never delved into before. Come on, I'll take you to my library, she frowned pensively. Although, I've been studying for a long time, and I've never run across anything like this. Jackson was on his feet quickly, with Carter close behind. Lead the way, Twilight, the man grinned at the pony. I've got something of a talent for research, too. The pony beamed back. Oh, yeah? Is that what your cutie mark shows? The smile on Jackson's face faltered as he blushed a bit. Uh, we uh, don't have cutie marks. What are they, anyway? Twilight turned to the side and waggled her rear at him, showing the marking of a red star with five white stars around it. Every pony gets their cutie mark when they discover what their special talent is. Mine's magic. And I've been studying ever since I was a little filly. They continued chatting in animated voices, discussing the non-obvious differences between ponies and humans, and began to head down the hill. O'Neill groaned and hauled himself to his feet. Between the comfort of the tree and the tedium of the lecture, he had nearly fallen asleep. He ambled alongside the rest of the group in no great hurry, hand resting idly on the butt of his rifle. The group sauntered into the first town square, just inside the town limits. The effect was slow but noticeable. All the ponies gradually stopped in their tracks, staring wide-eyed at the humans. Twilight Sparkle cleared her throat and took a couple more steps forward, smiling at the crowd. Every pony, allow me to formally welcome Daniel, Sam, Teal'c, and Jack. 
Her horn flashed four times, causing a brief p- bright light to appear over each human as she spoke their name. I know they look a little, um, unusual, but I can assure each and every one of you that they're friendly folk, and I'd like to make you all to make them at home as much as you can. There was a silence stretching for a long, uncomfortable moment. Then every pony in attendance resumed what they were doing, albeit with a few more glances at the humans. Twilight's gaze darted back and forth, and then she turned back to SQ-1 with a nervous laugh. I'm sure they'll come around eventually, she said with forced cheerfulness. But don't worry, every pony here is quite friendly once they get used to you. O'Neill pursed his lips and nodded a, a too serious expression on his face. Oh, absolutely, he agreed. Not that we plan to be here any longer than necessary. Major... Daniel, you two go do your thing with Twilight. Tilk and I are going to set up a base camp. Base camp? Jackson tilted his head, a puzzled frown glancing between O'Neill and Twilight. Well, I'm sure we can find some reasonable accommodations in town. Daniel, have you looked at the houses here? O'Neill stabbed a finger at the nearest one. These ponies are half our size, and the buildings are too. I guarantee you we'll sleep better outside. Twilight nodded and smiling apologetically. I'd love to help, but you humans are pretty big. The library is going to be pretty cramped as is, and I'm not sure if I could fit all four of you asleep. She shrugged a little. Sorry. Brightening, she added. But it isn't scheduled to rain for another week. You don't have to worry about anything. Jackson, Carter, and O'Neill all stared at the pony and seemed to about to ask the same question, but Teal spoke up first. Colonel O'Neill, if it is all right with you, I would like to go check on the prisoner. O'Neill considered that for a moment. Fine with me, he finally allowed. If this place all sweetness and light, we should be safe enough to split up. He looked around at the rest of the team. Just check in every half hour, alright? With various affirmations, the team split. Carter tossed the backpack with the survey equipment to O'Neill, and she and Jackson followed Twilight. O'Neill could hear Carter ask, Scheduled terrain? Before the trio walked out of earshot. Teal'c strode off in a seemingly random direction causing a few ponies in his way to scatter. O'Neill did an about-face, stepping off the path and heading towards the light woods that bordered one side of Ponyville, hunting down a suitable space to lay down camp and enjoy some blessed pony-free time.